Good morning. When I was in fourth grade, maybe third grade, my grades suddenly started to slip. It was, didn't, it was not that I didn't have the intelligence of my classmates. It was because I couldn't see the blackboard. I hid this deficiency from my teacher and even from my parents until one day sister saw me squinting at the blackboard and pulling my eyes back so that I could see the assignment that she had written on the blackboard. Sister knew what was wrong and she notified my parents. And soon after that, an appointment was made with an optometrist. I was given glasses. And then soon after that, my grades improved dramatically. And I was able to keep up with my, my friends, the, my brothers and sisters. If we have physical impaired eyesight, we are adversely impacted in many ways to include reading and learning and enjoying clearly God's creation as it actually is. However, if we have spiritual eyesight blindness or we are severely impaired, we fail to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord, our Savior, and our Redeemer, then with that spiritual blindness, we risk the loss of our eternal salvation. In our first reading, towards the end of his life, Samuel was sent by Almighty God to the house of Jesse in Bethlehem to find and anoint the future king of Israel. When he arrives, he looks at Eleb, and according to his stature and fine appearance, he says, this is the one. This is the one. I know he is. This is the one that I need to anoint. But when he comes upon him, he does not feel the power of God in this young man. And so he goes to the other sons of Jesse, and discovers that God has not selected any of them. He must have been very disappointed, and he questions Jesse, are these your only sons? And Jesse said that there is one more, the youngest, who is so insignificant that we left him in the field to tend the sheep. At that point, Samuel realized that he was the one the youngest and the least expected to fill the vacancy that King Saul would leave because he had not kept a promise he had made to God. And after he received God's anointing, David receives the divine assistance from that day forward. This is the message in this morning's epistle. Men see an outward appearance of a person, but God, God knows and sees the heart and the soul of every person. In this morning's gospel, we heard of the only miracle in which a sufferer is said to have been afflicted from birth. 
the blind man must have been well known to the townspeople and maybe even some of Jesus' disciples. When they saw him, they took the opportunity to have Jesus explain to them if it was the man's sin or the sins of his parents that caused him to be born blind from birth. Because some Jews believed in prenatal sin, believed that God punished the offspring for the sins of their parents. Jesus proclaims that it was neither the man's sin nor his parents' sin that he was afflicted with blindness, but it was in order to show the power of Almighty God. And Jesus goes on to say that he and his followers must do the work that they were sent to while there is still time to do it. While there is still time to do it, even Christ was limited to a time, a time allotted to accomplish the ministry that he was sent on earth to accomplish. Jesus spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva. Using spit may seem strange to us and possibly even repulsive, but in the ancient world, it was common. And Jesus wisely utilized this message and custom to gain the confidence of this man. This miracle of restoring the blind man's vision was done on the Sabbath day, and so it was clearly a violation of the law, and some Pharisees were ready to excommunicate and condemn anyone whose idea of religion was not like their own. But some of them said that no man did miraculous deeds could be a sinner. No man that did miraculous deeds could be a sinner. And so the Pharisees' decision was split, and they argued amongst themselves. When they questioned the man, he unhesitatingly said, he is a prophet. This was a brave man. He knew that he would be excommunicated for this statement of loyalty to Jesus Christ. The more they pressed him, the further he professed his faith in Christ. For first, he refers to Jesus as man, and then prophet, and then finally as the Lord. When the once blind man's parents were brought in, they were ready to acknowledge that this was indeed their son and that he had been born blind from birth but they had no idea how he had regained his sight and added, ask him, he is of age. That meant he was old enough to be legal witness for himself in Jerusalem. They said this because they too were afraid of being excommunicated. When the Pharisees could not get the man to denounce Jesus, they became annoyed because they could not meet the man's argument that no one could do good works and not be in league with Almighty God. Because God did not listen to sinners is what their scripture said. Jesus had done a wonderful and a miraculous thing and therefore God had heard him and answered his prayer. 
Therefore, the Pharisees, with all of their wisdom, all of their knowledge of the law, were presented with an argument that they absolutely could not answer. And this even infuriated them more, and they threw the man out of the synagogue. Then Jesus looked for the man, and once he found him, he proclaimed a great revelation that he was the Son of Man. The man's acknowledgement, I do believe, was the final test of his faith. And he worshiped Jesus, and his conversion to Jesus Christ was completed. Christ, Christ is the light of the world to which the Pharisees and many, even today, shut their eyes, lest they see. Through the gift of faith, we have been given spiritual eyesight. Even though it cannot dispel all the discomforts of this life, it opens up the glorious and eternal happiness of our heavenly home. There is a beautiful hymn that makes today's gospel message crystal clear. Open our eyes, Lord, we want to see Jesus. Open our eyes, Lord, we want to see Jesus. If our eyes are spiritually blind, we have the sacrament of confession where our spiritual eyes will be opened and our souls, even though stained with the grievous of sin, will be cleansed and will be made clean and white and bright again in the eyes of Almighty God. Here at St. Peter, we have confession every single day of the week. So if your eyes are spiritually blinded, especially by serious sin, come to the sacrament of reconciliation and have your spiritual eyes open to the mercy, the goodness, the forgiveness, and love of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.